I'd like to thank everyone, everyone who helps us, supports this monastery, supports this teacher and uh, this community. And also, uh, please continue to help us if you can. We need help. Also, thank you for participating, for coming here and joining this community sometimes every day. Some of you see you every day. Mountains and Rivers is what I call the Q&A situation. So Mountains and Rivers and the way you could if that goes on YouTube, it would be Mountains and Rivers 12, 27, 23. That way you could locate it. Does that work? Could do that. How do you know? You don't know. That's that's my kind of response. I don't know. So starting anywhere, starting in here, if there's a question in here about practice of Dharma, about Buddhism. Take it any direction you want, and I'll do my best to respond to you in a way that hopefully will help you. You have it. Anyone on Zoom? Kayun, you look very questionable. Kayun Bowing, I was wondering if you could explain what the um, precept of no attaching to fruition means bowing the idea there is that something you observe and you you would start out if uh, uh, no attaching to fulfillment is another way to say that uh, and the idea is to observe your attachment to wanting some kind of an outcome so it's it's about the observing the attachment when it says no attachment it's just trying to get you to look at the way you're attached not have some kind of a uh, of a uh, of a standard that you have to live up to so this is about awareness. This is not about being successful at anything. Success is for the mundane path. And there's plenty of mundane paths out there. There are countless. The spiritual path is rare. And what is the spiritual path? See what this is yourself. That's my very uh, strong opinion about it. Not believe in something, not disbelieve in something, and certainly not ignore it, but see it in your own heart mind. See it here. See it here. And so if you see that, to go back to your question, you would see the way you are attached to outcomes. And so the idea is there not to stop you from doing that because the ego mind will run right in there and show up as somebody who no longer looks for fulfillment. You can sometimes keep that line going in your mind stream for years, thinking you've accomplished something because the thinking process has a tight hold on the awareness that sees that there's no one that can even be attached. Well, that's what you need to see. It's not about getting rid of the attachment. Don't fiddle around with dependent origination. It's none of your business. So when I say don't fiddle around with that, I'm saying stop trying to make yourself do this or do that or stop doing this. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't, uh, in some cases, situationally, really work hard to try, to try to stop doing something that is harmful to yourself or others. Of course you should. But that's a it's situational. And what the ego mind, the self-centered mind, the narcissistic mind will do will we'll try to put that to use to in in his or her or their own service to be uh, in more of an accomplishment mode. At least I'm getting somewhere. You cannot may, make uh, progress on this path uh, as it is understood in, in the mundane way of success. The only, the only way you can have anything coming close to success here is to intend to see the truth. And then you will find out that you never get to see the truth. It's very heartbreaking to see that. And why can't you see that? Because you are the truth. Believe anything I'm saying. 
Consider it. Put it in your smoke and pipe it. Don't you dare smile at that stupid joke. Yes. Undivine, how are we the truth? Because your your true nature is not separate from anything. You are the awakened one. You're not a one anymore. You're just awake. Nothing has ever slept anywhere. Everything is always awake. Unless that part of consciousness is curled up in a in a tight fist of fear and a tight fist of hope and a tight fist of anger, passion, aggression, ignorance. The whole world is doing this. Someone who is feeling like this needs to do what? Blame. Blame. The inability to be responsible for how you feel causes you or me or any of us to just look for a reason why we're feeling this way instead of being fundamentally responsible for what happens here. There's no one is responsible. Ego wants to be responsible because it wants credit. But the ego cannot be responsible because it, it's doing it out of hope and fear or success or failure. Divine, what is it uh, uh, for us to want to see the truth and yet you say the truth is that we are not separate? You are the truth, but it's covered up by fear. It's covered up by hope. It's covered up by passion, aggression, ignorance, the politics of experience, the incredible propaganda of ego that you are somebody and you need to have good self-esteem or a lot of the other baloney sandwiches that are served out there masquerading as the truth. They are not. There's only one place you can find the truth. Not to me, but to you, yourself. You find it. Find out who you are. Don't settle for anything. Don't settle for my ideas or my pointers. You might need them. But once you begin to understand what I'm pointing at, you're going to have to look within. And is there a within? Find out. Because all two-ness, all the, this and that, right and wrong, up and down, back and forth, awakening and insanity are not separate. If, you, if you're trying to separate and keep out the bad stuff to just get the good stuff, this is the very nature of the second noble truth, of wanting things to be different than they are, not willing to actually look at what the Buddha pointed at. Life is suffering. There are nerve endings, and they are being abraded most of the time, in one way or another. Wonderbang, so you, uh, I still want to understand how we're searching for something. And it, it seems like once we step on this path, it is uh, seeing not separate, seeing that truth. But if we're not on this path, what is it that we're actually seeking when you're saying we're actually looking for this? Does that make sense? Uh, no. What do you want to know? You're looking out at us and you're saying, you're searching for what you are. Look here. You're Yes, you're searching, but you're looking out there. And if you are looking in here, it's an ego formation. I just want to just want to understand. I just want to know. Don't lecture yourself. This is why Shikantaza is a powerful tool, awareness tool, so that you can begin to look deeply in that area of the mind that is hiding out. That part of the consciousness that is Ignoring, shutting down, closing off your true nature. Your Buddha nature doesn't need to be 
doesn't need to be created. It's already the case. If you're in this form, a human form, then you can see if you hear this teaching, uh, you need to see this yourself. You need to awaken to the truth, to the truth. And this is a way to do it. Not the only way, but it is a way. More. Didn't even answer your question. No, but I, I'm not also not asking my question yet. Well, try again in 10 minutes. Five minutes. Yun. Yun Valley, how do we see the deep hiding out parts by observing surfaces? Because if you're doing sitting meditation, chicken tiles are the way I'm teaching it. And maybe the way others teach it, I don't know, but the way I'm teaching it is you will you will look at something without without grasping it or accepting it. We will look at something without pushing it away, and you will look at something without distracting yourself or turning away from it. This is called shikantaza, or just precisely this. Everything that arises in the mind stream is it. And when I say it, it might not be the fundamental it or enlightenment, but it was it is what is covering it up. But if you fiddle with it at all, it just becomes another cover-up. And then if you have a comment on that, it becomes another cover-up. Pretty soon, you're working through uh, a house built in 1936 that has 10 layers of linoleum in the kitchen. <laughs> that must be Barbara laughing. Yeah, it is. Uh, so turn off your mic. Turn off your microphone, and I'm going to I'm going to come back and give you a, a, a chance to ask your question in a moment. Okay, because I know you have a question. Thank you. Yes. I don't have another one. Thank you. Did that help? Did that address what you were wondering about? How do we look at what's deep by looking at the surface of things? As I said, the, what you what you want is so let's say use a, a, a location just for for a, a way of talking about. It. There is no location to what you're looking for. But part of that is looking in a particular place is part of the confusion, thinking it's something else. And it is this. This is it. This is the mudra. This. This is this. It's in front of you all the time. It's a kitchen table. It is a linoleum. But first, you have to look at the obstruction until you see that the obstruction isn't even an obstruction. It's not separate from the Buddha. It's not separate from awakening. Not the historical guy, the one who pointed at it, but what he pointed at. So what you have to do is keep returning, as you've done, you've been doing it for years, keep returning to the discursiveness in the self-centered mind and just observe it. Don't fix anything. Don't improve. This doesn't mean that you're, there might not be some kind of improvement that you notice where you no longer particularly want to fight with people anymore about anything. Or you perhaps uh, are more worried about some things that you thought you could cover up and you're less worried about other things your thought one time were important and now they don't seem to be so important. All kinds of things can happen in each person depending on the karma that brought you into this human realm in the first place or in the third place. So just look at it. If you look at it and it's just a radical kind of observing, in other words, just radical at the root, just nothing else. Just look at that until it comes apart because it will. The only way things can maintain their separation, their otherness is through passion, aggression, ignorance that is generated by a uh, uh, a consciousness that wants something else or that wants to run the world or wants to be in control of his or her thoughts or his or her spouse or his or her family. More? Ian Malling, where is the truth in my discursive thoughts? 
So if I use the way you've asked the question, I would have to say that it's right behind it. The discursive thoughts in the first place is a cover-up. Thinking, thinking, thinking. I like it. I don't like it. It's good. It's bad. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. You watch that long enough with the instruction, don't add, don't subtract, don't divide. After a while, you might have not have a very long session to it, but there will be times when you're just looking at not much at all. Sometimes called uh, samadhi. Just a fancy name for not much. And so continue to look at that. And then depending on uh, how deep or how long it's been going on, there might be some coming back and grasping. Something may trigger fear that has not been seen yet. You may have seen quite a bit, but there's still some kind of fear holding out somewhere. And the trigger, some kind of trigger, it might be a person or something that happened in your life and suddenly you're starting to go back into your uh, paranoia that you may, may not have seen for a few years. Thank you. Barbara, go ahead. Barbara Bowen. Um, <clears throat> I don't understand the teaching. Consciousness will find its own form or consciousness is looking for its form. Can you explain that further? I can, I'll try. Uh, it's uh, consciousness uh, always finds its own form. So consciousness is finding whatever form it needs. It may be, uh, it may be in the service of a really intense self-centeredness or ego, and it's finding forms. But there's no right or wrong to it. When we try to right and wrong, we start to try to correct something we have not looked at closely. We've not done our what's the common thing to say there, our homework. We haven't really looked at this. We're, because the ego gets paranoid, freaked out, and doesn't want to be without a reference point. So it will just invent a reference point. So what is it doing? It's finding its own form. If there's an ego there that thinks it's real, it will find the form that it needs to protect itself. It could be any kind of weapon or whatever, some kind of a shield, some kind of protective. But through the, through the teachings of the Buddha and through the inspiration of this path, the idea is for you to see it's a spiritual path. So you intend to see the fundamental truth, not just settling for this truth about that or relative truth. So if consciousness under the auspices of your vow or your intention to live an uplifted, authentic life, no matter what, with the help, more than likely, of a teacher, of a community, and of a teaching, then there's a possibility. There's no guarantee, but there's a possibility, possibility that before your body-mind complex goes back into the, into the elements, into, into the fire, into the air, into the earth, into the water goes back, dissolves. And before that happens, you we will find out what this is. And when the body-mind goes, you will see that uh, what is real does not die. But what thinks it's real may have to spend some time in the darkness. Anything, anything further on that? Uh, you have a further question? Maybe I can go a little bit further into it. Um, sometimes it just sounds like there's an urgency to the consciousness. There's like 
almost like a fear to it. Um, I don't know. I don't, I, even asking that question, I've heard you explain it before, and it's still. Don't worry about it. You don't have to understand it. The part, what you're running into is the self-centered part of the mind, not accusing you of anything. But I'm saying just from the way it looks here, and I could be completely incorrect. The way it looks here is it looks like part of your consciousness that has found the form of a, of a temporary self that thinks it's permanent is looking for some kind of uh, proof that it's that it's his, her, their insights are valid or justified in some way. Again, I'm not accusing you of something. I'm just saying that just, just continue. Return. Return to the path. Return to the wall. Return to the teacher, the teaching, the community over and over and over. This is a, takes a long time to do this. You cannot do this in five or 10 years. Uh, that being said, that doesn't mean there aren't people who are spontaneous realizers as we've heard about the teacher, maybe you've heard of Ramana Maharshi, who when he was around 18 or so came in from playing football in India over 100 years ago and fell to the floor and died to his personal self. And then he, he understood that something had happened that he didn't create particularly and not having known him personally, the uh, way the story goes, he went to uh, Turabhanamalai in southern India went to Arunachala Mountain, went to a cave, and refined that initial understanding. Spent 20 years before he came out to teach, particularly. And when he did come out to teach, he didn't say a lot. He just sat in the presence, where people sat in, the, in his presence. A different kind of teaching called satsang, sitting in the presence of truth. It needs to be seen. You need to see it. If you're here, you're even if you never never come back. If you if you're here listening to me, what you are, I'm saying, find it out. Don't don't believe anything. Don't disbelieve anything. Don't ignore anything. That takes a whole lifetime to train yourself to just see clearly. Not about Buddhism. Buddhism is a way. It is a particular raft that is going across the sea, the river of samsara. If it if it you resonate with it, then that's what we're doing. If you don't, then find a way. Jijin. Jijin Bowing. In your answer to Barbara, did you, when you describe consciousness, which is looking for its own form or finds in its own form, did you mean seventh consciousness, the ego? Bowing. Well, you could say it that way if you wanted to break it up into the eight consciousnesses. Yeah, yeah you, could, you could talk about it that way, but it's... Uh, it's 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 consciousness in its entirety is looking for that and it's looking at through the through the nose through the ears through seeing but then uh, it gets uh, conflated with the hope and fear dynamics of the self-centered part of consciousness the ego which you just referred to as the seventh or that part of the mind that is paranoid that part of consciousness sense of smell is not paranoid it just no matter what it smells, it's paranoia is not there, but it can be added on by the thought process. Smell something and you want to run away or want to blame something or, or you get paranoid about it. Jishin Bowing, does consciousness only look for its own form? Bowing. I don't know. 
might be doing some other stuff. Didn't tell me about it. This is a different kind of knowing. It's not about knowing this as opposed to that. It's just knowing. And if it's just knowing, then there's just knowing. There is no one who knows anything. Therefore, if you know this in this way, you can't be threatened because there isn't anything but you everywhere. Don't believe anything I'm saying. Look at it for yourself. It's not about belief. Belief is about thinking something's true with no proof. Maybe it's something else. Further question out there, from especially from someone who hasn't asked anything yet? Choro, go ahead. Choro bowing. Is, is the knowing you're talking about other than the six sense fields? It's, it includes that. It includes uh, all the five senses, the, the thinking process of the six. It includes all. Uh, it includes everything, but it's not specifically in, in one particular area. What is it you want to know? Is there some kind of knowing beyond sight, smell, taste, thinking? Maybe another way to ask the what I'm asking is the knowing you're talking about the same thing as just seeing or just hearing and so on. It's it's close to that. It's not separate from it. We don't tend to, if you see what this is, which isn't, I'm not just, just talking about seeing, but that's a very strong, of the six sense fields, that's really strong as showing up as an opposition. You might smell something that you know it's somewhere around here, but you don't know the source of it. Whereas if you see something, you you automatically assume it's over there. If you hear a sound, you might you might understand that it's coming from over there. So the location is a stronger illusion in the sense of seeing because you you see something that's over there. But to see that this is not there isn't anything else that the whole idea of duality of more than one thing, or even one thing, is unreal. And wars, the war at the kitchen table, the war in the divorce court, the war in in uh, um, Gaza is happening. So all the wars from the Peloponnesian Wars right up to the present, 2,500 years later, all of these wars, the Second World War, in which my dad was killed in Germany, The First World War, the, the Korean conf conflict, they call it, because it wasn't really a war, because it was a whole political thing by people who want power over others. So that's, that's why these wars happen. You don't see much communication, cooperation, collaboration going on between countries because people are extremely power hungry and they are greedy about controlling people. Look at our politics, people wanting to control you and your whole health situation. Should you go to war with that? No. Find it here. Find you want to if you want to look at the the foundation of all the wars in the world the, across the kitchen table in the divorce court, in the the in Congress, uh in what's happening with the what Hamas is doing or what's happening in Gaza, what's happening with just watch the news for 20 minutes. You know what I'm talking about. You, you can't you can't activate anything. And it's not that you can't vote. But even then, we're not sure that that's being heard. Voting is getting more difficult. 
But what you can do is you can find the war that's right here. You need to look at this war. And if you don't want to see a war there, then don't meditate. Don't sit on it. Don't sit down, hold still, and watch, because eventually you will see the conflict in your own heart go like this. Not the blood pumping mechanism, not the heart chakra. Your, your, whoever this is, the consciousness that thinks it's a person. You need to see that. And if you see it, if you really see it, you realize you have no say-so over that. You cannot control it. You cannot suddenly just grow up, be an adult. Milka Bowing, I have a question from Martin in Latvia on YouTube. How to surrender without anyone being, doing, surrendering? How to stop fighting without there being anyone who does the fighting? Thank you for a great, wow. great question. The way you see that, and this is, comes from many, many years of looking at that situation. How do you do that? You actually look at the fighting. You look at that and you don't try to fix it. You don't try to improve a little bit. There's no progress there, not on the spiritual path. It has to be transcendence, which is a fancy word for going beyond something. And although it isn't actually going beyond because there's nothing to go beyond. So the way I would say to you, what's the first name? Martin. Martin in Latvia. Find out who you are. Get your identity, whatever that may be, from your own mind stream. Look at the fabrication that arises in the mind stream by sitting down in front of a wall or someplace where nothing is happening. All the senses are open, and your attitude is receive this, receive this, and do it over and over and over, week after week, month after month, year after year. Don't look for results. Just look at the warfare. Because if you try to take the warfare and try to find some way to stop it, you might as well write off the next eight or ten years trying to find a way to control what happens in the mind. There is no mind. That is an illusion that is created by, out of fear and hope. Hope for something better, fear of something worse. Don't believe any of this. I'm not asking for you to believe in anything. If you believe something I say, that's very disrespectful to me. And it's disrespectful to your own Buddha nature. You find it. You find it. With your permission, I'd be happy to kick you right in the butt to get you to do it. Or maybe not. Maybe all you need to hear is train your mind, sit down, hold still, find some time where you're not doing anything but just watching the flow of the thoughts come and go, memories, ideas, conceptions, conclusions, opinions, hope, fear, hope and fear, hope and fear. It can be very, very difficult. Uh, I think it's Pretty impossible without some kind of a structure, without somebody you can, maybe you can't trust anybody, but somebody that you can give the benefit of the doubt to. I'm going to check this out. I would say if you, if you just heard this, it looks like there's some people I've not met before on here. Give it a few years. Sit down, hold still, just look at the wall an hour or two every day from now on. Don't do anything else. You don't have to, don't have to believe in Buddhism. I don't even believe in Buddhism. Buddhism is a teaching, it's not a belief system. I'm not saying it's not taught as a belief system and looked at as a world religion, but that's a misunderstanding, which will probably continue and may need to continue for there even to be a teaching like this to continue to show up in history. 
I don't know. When you're, you're bowing, if there is no mind, what is mind only? It's a way of referring to something that we sense is our mind and sense is consciousness, so we call it mind only. When you're bowing, so is mind only pointing to the ultimate? Is it what? Pointing to the ultimate. It depends on who's teaching it. When I say it, it depends. It depends on if it's coming out of uh, awareness of what that is rather than awareness of concepts about what that is. There are people who have written whole books on mind only and on consciousness that are very, what's the word, erudite and smart, scholarly, but they're, they haven't gotten past the concepts. They're so in love with their own concepts that they get hooked by their thought patterns because they're a little bit more clever than other people. If you see what this is, it is devastating to the ego. I don't care how scholarly you are, how many degrees you have. It is devastating. There will be no outcome. There will be no success story. It is disappointing. If you're interested in disappointment, I could help you. You know about that, don't you? Further question? When you're bowing, isn't the teaching of Yogacara considered mind only? Yes. So yes. what what would be an understanding of Yogacara? Mind only if there is no mind. There isn't anything but mind. There isn't anything other. And if there isn't anything other, and that's complete, then you won't see anything. Because if, if you see something that is that has some kind of reality to it, then you're positing, so to speak, a subjective viewer of that. When you buy, sometimes you say that when you look, you don't see anything. I do see something, but it's an illusion. I'm seeing something that is unreal. And when you're looking at something and not accusing you of anything, you think that certain things are real, like your thoughts, your emotions, your feelings, you think they're real. This doesn't mean that I don't have thoughts and feelings and emotions. I'm not saying I'm somehow liberated from all the crazy stuff that's happening in your head or anybody's head. I might have a bigger dose of it than anybody. Go ahead, please. When you're bowing, so when thoughts or emotions arise for you, is there some self-talk that tells you that you're, this is not real? No, there's no self-talk. It's just whatever arises is just that. And quite often it's just fear or hope or any of the other things that are talked about. There's no personhood there that is experiencing that. It's just that that experiences itself. It's called Rangjong. Tibetan self-existing, not an easy concept to wrap your tentacles around. More? There's room for more questions in there. I've left a lot on the table for those of you who play cards. Are you scratching your chin or are you, you have a question? No, scratching. Sorry. <laughs> no, don't apologize. Everyone should scratch a little bit. Go ahead. So when you say that you don't see anything, it's unreal. Is it unreal because it uh, 
is it not separate? Is it we when we see it? What are you looking up there? <laughs> there's my question. Somebody's up there. Okay. Go ahead. So I am I see something. I see thing. I see this. I pick it up, put it down. I see, but I, I know this. That's not. It's not real. It doesn't have the kind of reality uh, that we impose, we impute. We think things are real, and we function in that way. We think are right. Want to buy? So, uh, you net whatever you look at, you can see only consciousness. Or can you see consciousness? With whatever you're looking at, you see forms arising in consciousness which are unreal. And then eventually you'll see that that which arises is not separate from what that which it arises in. It's like the clouds arise in the sky, but eventually you see that the clouds are the sky. Shaped differently. Well, divine, uh, in, we're, we're taught that consciousness is self-existing. Everything else is not. Yes. So can you see something that is self-existing? Yes, you can too. Owned a bond, right? Would you still call that unreal? Yes. Owned a bond. Why do you call it unreal? Mm, doesn't seem very substantial, but it's self-existing. Can you address that question? No. I'm giving you the opportunity to let her have it. Not following. Not following. That's self-existing. He's not following. More? Anyone on Zoom? So I can say something. You don't really have to know what you're talking about to respond. You don't have to know in a relative way in order to ask a question. That kind of knowledge is very necessary. You have to change the tire on a car. Hopefully you don't have to do that. You have to make uh, what, those, what kind of food is that? Uh, Mexican sweet rolls? Is that what it is? Is that what it is? Mexican what? Is that the name of something you fix? So you have to know, have to have the recipe. You can't just suddenly produce that out of nothing. So there's some kind of a formula that you need to do certain things. So that's also it's very convincing. To, this can produce that, can produce that, but the entirety of the situation is unreal. So there's kind of a, it's like a a stage play that you suddenly realize that your life is is a stage play, and you need to get in the front row and just observe it and stop adding to the chaos by thinking there's such a thing as right and wrong, or victim and perpetrator. This is a misunderstanding, an incredible one. And we're killing ourselves. People that people that presume to love their families will even take out their families, will take the lives of other people because they, that's the only way they can get rid of their own aggression, their anger, and their fear is to hurt somebody. But they don't have to feel it. The downside of that is what happens there. 
the upside of you see what that is that's the, the way in the person the way in which the person is actually saying not separate from anybody but when that separation that fear of separation or no separation shows up and is threatening to this the self then the person might act on what we commonly call prejudice or thinking but xenophobia thinking that the world out there is somehow horrible it has to be dealt with we have to fight it conquer it we do the same thing in our mind trying to stop this or start that or engage in some kind of self-help that is just tends to spin the wheel even more and more go ahead jishin jishin bowing you don't often talk about something which is self-existing is is it the same what we call what you call the Buddha nature? Bowing? You could, but the idea of self-existing is to show that anything that shows up has its own its own uh, presence, and that presence is so powerful. That's why it's so convincing for us to think that there are other things, that there's something else happening. It's a powerful presence. Trungpa Rinpoche called it authentic presence. But to see what this is, you see that everything is self-existing. Nothing is connected to anything else. Because if it's connected to something else, then it looks like you can somehow get in there and repair something that's causing this, repair something that's causing that. And it's not that you can't relatively do that. A lot of psychologies and therapies and down through time have been based on finding something that's wrong and fixing it including healing something. I'm not saying that things can't be healed, so we don't have to go there necessarily. Of course they can. But it's a very specific kind of dependent origination or cause and effect that we can actually heal something. Jishin Boeing. Yes. Can, can the power of that presence be such that we are afraid of uh, being in front of it? Yes. And be. Mozuku. Mozuku Bang. I'm not remembering what we were reading. It was maybe weeks ago. But in one of our Dharma texts, it said that somebody who sees what this is, my paraphrase, stops sowing the seeds for future action. Yes. What would it, yeah. If you see what this is, then you you realize the nature of dependent origination and you just stop creating more chaos for yourself you don't believe your thoughts you don't disbelieve your thoughts you certainly don't ignore them so but there's no in order to have further things happen in terms of this illusion and you would have to push or pull or shut down those the three poisons you would have to act be against some things for other things and of course, the whole world is telling you through every way that it can what you should do and what you should join and how you should support this cause or that cause. And probably you should to some extent. I mean, if there's any way to, to interact with uh, global warming, which it doesn't look like there's yeah, much say so there, because uh, insane, crazy, power-hungry power people are in charge of this and have no mind training. Even the ones who, are, who have... Uh, uh, you could say, what is the common thing? Our best interests at heart are still confused because they think there's something wrong that needs to be fixed. 
and uh, what needs to be looked at is uh, here, right here. You have to see it. And global warming may be addressed, it may not. But it's a much bigger picture than just the short span of this ball of dirt in the middle of nowhere going around a much ball, larger ball of fire. A bigger picture than that. It's measurable. It's immense. It's what's the fancy word, eternal. You can't come to an end because you haven't started. The body has started, the body will come to an end. But who you are. But you need to see that. Or not, do something else. That's a divine. Oh. You're next. Go ahead. If you stop sowing the seeds for future action, does that mean you're no longer participating in dependent origination? No, finally, you're, you are dependent origination. There's, as long as there's a body-mind complex here, but you're no longer adding, subtracting, or sub adding, subtracting, or dividing, then you're just here. You're dancing with the phenomena. Uh, positive, negative, and neutral is somewhat beside the point. Something is pushing on you, you receive that. Something is pulling on you, you receive that. You may do some pushing back, depending on the very energy that comes forward. You require that because you see it so clearly. You don't see it as something else. You see it as, as your own, as your own. Everything is your own. Everything is yours. It's yours. Just receive it. Receive this incredible gift. It's everywhere. Everything that rises in your mind stream is yours. Don't fight with anything. Don't miss your life. If you, you miss your life by arguing with yourself or with others. If you see what this is in the way that you're asking the question, this is wisdom. And all, when wisdom only sees wisdom. It doesn't see anything else. But if it's functioning in the way this teaching person is functioning, then uh, whatever I have here, I'm willing to talk to you about, meet you where you're at. But you have to present yourself. There's no, there's no advertisements here, no promises. I don't guarantee anything other than this could be very difficult. More. Zuckerberg, you were just describing dancing. That yes. Something might require you to push on it because you see it clearly. Yes. In what way is that? not sowing seeds for future action because you you are the action you are the you are whatever is happening and so if you're with that uh the personhood is gone so consciousness may show up but it it, it won't be you and it won't be not you the personhood has been is only kept moving by a particularity of picking and choosing I, sh I want this i don't want that but the dancer is just you know how to dance you ever dance with somebody? You want to dance? Sure. <laughs> Bet you would. <laughs> we don't have any music. But you don't need music. You could just move with whatever's moving. Move with it. That may be, if you're living up to a standard of dancing, then you're going to have to have somebody telling you how to do it. But if you just realize that it's just the movement, receive the movement that comes towards you. One more question in a minute. You, you're a dancer. You understand what I'm saying by just receive whatever's happening with you and just move with that? I think so. 
Yeah, I think you do too. Go ahead, please. So is the contrast pushing or pulling or moving, but then hanging on to it, carrying it beyond the situation that arose out of? What's the question? Is is that what we're doing when we don't see clearly? Yes. You're attaching, just uh, attaching to something happening a certain way. Like Kayun was asking about attaching to fulfillment. Earlier on. Go ahead. That's it. Bunyavan, I just want to ask my earlier question again. If there is no mind, what is mind only? It's a way of talking about consciousness that we think we are or have. We think we're aware. We think that someone's aware. We think that we're not aware, or we think that we are aware. It's a way of talking about that. The the fundamental nature is nothing is separate from anything. There, there is no solid separate thinker anywhere. There's just thinking, and it arises as this particular body form or this. And it goes on and on. It's called karma, cause and effect, cause and effect. When this happens, then that occurs. And this goes this way, and then that moves that way. It's a simple way of talking about cause and effect. But it's so incredibly vast and unsearchable because it is so complicated in terms of the apparent parts, the apparent singularity. So um, sometimes this is talked about as the sands and the Ganges or just desert sands or little tiny bits. But they look like separate entities that are going this way and that. Warren? Another question. So when you find yourself weeping like you started to a few minutes ago. Yes. What is it you see? This uh -huh. suffering, intense suffering that has happened because people refuse to see what this is. They would, the ego, the self centered mind, would rather persist in its self centeredness and win and be in control. And so, people that are doing that and are hurting other people so that they can continue to feel powerful or unthreatened because they're in charge, because they're quite often just white men. It's happening to between, this is happening to women. I mean, it comes and goes, it backs off for a half a century, and then it comes right back again because it's never been dealt with fundamentally. How do you dealt, deal with it fundamentally? Each of you, each of us, you have to look here. You know, I'm not saying you have to do anything. You can do whatever you want, but you're, Free and well-favored. You're free to come to a meeting like this, and you're well-favored and that you aren't so stuck on your ideas, your opinions, your political views, and the politics of experience and the politics of ego, the paranoia to just listen to this for a few minutes and come to a conclusion like, well, this guy's nuts. You know, obviously, you have to go this way and that way, and you have to choose this and choose that. Yes? Laura Bowling, I don't oh. know if I'm um, allowed to ask this, but of course. Uh, this mind-only I don't know if you're um, acquainted to the ideas of Plato or Aristotle and the eternal ideas that are the only things that persist and that. Yes. Do you make a link between, for instance, these two philosophers? Of course. Of course. Mm -hmm. the, 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 they were born, I mean, I'm, I'm not a, a scholar, so but I'm familiar with uh, Plato's cave and things like that, which you might be thinking about that. Aristotle was a little bit more of a conservative fellow. 
And uh, but I would say yes, they're they're looking at consciousness. But uh, as far as I know, and I may be wrong about this, I don't see any basic mind training of consciousness only. But they're they're extremely brilliant people, as you know. You study that just like if you read uh, Sigmund Freud or Alfred Adler or any of the early uh, psychologists, uh, C.G. Jung, incredibly gifted, insightful people that didn't have a lot of mind training. So therefore, they relied on the concepts and the things to, in order to try to find something that was transcendent and beyond. And they did a pretty good job. But the fundamental understanding, as far as I can see, not having studied everything that's out there, is what the Buddha pointed at, which was everything is dependently arisen. Nothing comes from its own side as a singularity, an ego, a self, including things. There isn't any separate thing anywhere. And so I, I think there is a connection with that, and we can get help from we can read that. I, I read uh, lately. I've been reading. Uh, I have a lot, uh, a lot of things to read. But I've been reading uh, the works of uh, uh, Wittgenstein. Are you familiar with Wittgenstein? You know what his first name is? Is it Ludwig? Oh, Ludwig. Yeah. Ludwig. <laughs> uh, brilliant, but extremely. Uh, very spe specific personality structure that worked with things, just the way he states his things, uh, he numbers them and makes a statement, and he goes and makes another statement. You've noticed that, you've been reading any of that. Really astonishing mind. But also their mind training, the actual training of the awareness itself. I'm very lucky I'm not as intelligent as any of these people, but I, I ran into somebody who was a Dharma teacher many years ago, and uh, instead of uh, going into all the negativity that I was raised with, I was able to see through that and not uh, lock and load on everybody I met. More? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Everything's included. Intelligence is included. Kayun. Kayun. If there's nothing to fix, then, and the world is inevitably coming undone, then why do we rouse ourselves to save all beings, Maui? It's, it's the intention, because the fundamental situation is you are not separate from anybody anywhere. You're not separate from the people in Israel. You're not separate from the leaders, whether it's uh, Putin or Netanyahu or Putin, or Putin, not Putin, what's his name? Joe Budin, right? We're not separate from anybody, not separate from the worst, most confused, outlandish fellow, or, or woman for that matter. There's a few of those too, not many. But you're not separate from them. You are separated, hopefully, far enough so that you don't get too contaminated by that baloney. So it's the intention to see it. This is It's a much bigger expanse than just our uh, simple 60, 70, your lifetime, whatever it may be, maybe more, maybe less. It's much more, more than that. We've been here forever. We keep coming back in different forms and shapes and so on. But consciousness doesn't go anywhere. We just keep coming back, keep returning. And at some point, uh, we won't return. But we may come back a lot before that time. So the intention to see the truth, the intention in our vow, the intention to be with all things or personalized, it's 
save all beings. Everybody you meet, you meet receive them. Receive their confusion and their uh, wisdom. Even if they're uh, going after you, attacking you, receive that. Doesn't mean you agree with them. When they're attacking you, you might scowl at them, but you might continue to listen and try to understand what kind or where is the suffering or how are they dealing with the suffering that's causing them to be so disrespectful to you that they have to download on you. You could look at that and see if there is a way to work with that person. Even the, the teaching of the four karmas, pacifying, enriching, magnetizing, and destroying, some kind of structure like that will help you. If you just start out with pacifying, someone comes at you is going to war, you might want to just say, pacify it. Sometimes if you do that, people take that as not being respectful of how important it is that they murder you or kill you or hit you or you won't fight with them. So you're just, uh, you know, you're all, you're all, you're all uh, uh, peaceful and everything like that. They'll do anything to get you hooked so that they can validate their own anger. You have some personal experience of that, right? Yes. When you're bowing. So how do we work with others suffering it, but still respect their confusion? Bowing. It's very situational, but as far as you can, much as you can, if you've been working with your own confusion, and not fighting it, not not blaming anyone for how you feel. Not that someone isn't triggering your negative emotions, but you can't blame. If you blame someone, you're just participating in the in the the chaos of the relative world, right up to and including all the wars across the kitchen table or in other countries. The, the conflict between people. It's just you. Some people are just so committed to this that you you can't even talk to them. You have to. Uh, Excuse yourself or leave, just like uh, the four karmas are pacifying, settle things down, enriching, adding to the the forest fire there to burn things out so it doesn't get any worse. Uh, magnetizing or pulling someone into the territory that you're that they seem to be in, you enter their territory and work with the with the 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 issues that they're working with. This doesn't mean fighting with them, but you're in that negativity that they are using as a weapon. And if it gets worse than that, if it looks like you're somehow threatened or if they are determined to wipe you out no matter what, then the last one is uh, is to uh, end pacifying, pacifying, enriching, magnetizing, destroying. This doesn't mean you kill them. The simple way of saying you just destroy the link and all you have to do is say, whoops, got to go. Walk right out of the building. No excuses. Never explain anything to people who are insane. And don't engage in that. Unless you're a therapist, then you might, might, might have to do that. But that's a different dynamic. That's a very strong structure. It can be very helpful to people. I'm not against therapy at all. Sir. Yoko Bowing, question on YouTube from John Reeves. Hi, I am new to Buddhism, but finding... The screaming emotional child hidden within is difficult to get around. Any advice for a new practitioner? Yes, just just listen. That's a very very uh, very generous question. Very generous. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Just listen. Just listen. You don't have to solve that the issue, the problem. Nothing needs to be solved. It just needs to be received and no longer buried or hid or shut down or closed off. 
or someone else is blamed for it. I know I know about that one personally. Further question? Or we can close either way. I don't want to close if there's a question, but I'm also I'm fine with closing if um you you mentioned you mentioned a lot don't believe anything don't believe anything um it seems like truth and believing are very intertwined um can you see a truth and not believe it what would that look like yeah it it will not have an appearance because it is not it is we're not talking about the relative structure of of truth and falsehood. This is what people get locked up in, and this is why there's so much conflict because there's no fundamental spiritual basis to people's lives. And even the people who go to church or pray or have different kinds of religious organizations that they subscribe to, I'm not saying that they're wrong. It may be even a better thing to do. Maybe you should be doing not you, but somebody should be doing that. It's possible. It might be all you can do. But belief is about something that uh, that you're, you're taking a certain thing for granted. And so if you see the truth, you won't, don't need to believe. It's like fire is hot. You don't need to believe that fire is hot. If you see what this is, it's just like sticking your hand in fire, like sticking your hand in water, like sticking your hand into the ground as the Buddha did when his enlightenment was challenged by the daughters of Mara. How do you know you've attained anything? This earth is my witness. And he was pointed right at the center of gravity when he did that. Do I know that? No, I don't know. It just is a good metaphor for you don't need to believe anything if you're sitting on it. If you don't need to believe anything, if you are that, you don't need to believe anything. If everywhere you look, you just see some uh, something, someone, some that, that looks like it's separate and you're not separate from it. There's no point in belief and you know it. It's called wisdom. It's an ultimate kind of knowledge, which is without an object. So it, belief is extra. Belief, disbelief, and not ignoring is the path. Work with those, and eventually those just come apart. Just takes a while. Well, I'm bowing. Can, uh, can a truth, can the truth and emotions co-emerge? Yes. Yes. Does, does the emotions emerging, does that point to belief or or not necessarily? Not, no, that, that if you, the emotion is just the emotion. The thought is just the thought. It doesn't have to go anywhere. It's, uh, this is why we use the word rongjong or self-existing. It's just that. Everything else is, it's not that it's not there. It's just that it's just this. It's just that. It's, uh, the, the, this meditation uh, that we've been doing for several years called As It Is. Is a soku means as it is. It's just this. It's instant. It's right here. It's so instant there isn't a past and a future to it. It's always this. Soku. Soku koji, order or the temple of immediate light. Immediate, right now. No past, no future. More? Belong? I'm thinking of um, 
watching the footage of what's happening in Gaza. Yes. And the truth, the truth seems there are people dying. Yes, there are. They're suffering. That feels like a truth. But then this other thing comes up, which is rage and sadness and grief. Yes. And is that, I guess this points to my previous question, is that happening because I believe that, because of a belief or, I don't even know how to finish that sentence. Don't even go there with the or, Wulong. Don't do it. Just receive it. It's just sadness. It's heartbreaking. But we, you don't have a, you don't have a lever on that or a button. Like some people are running around with levers and buttons. Do this, do this. We need to do that. We shouldn't do that. There needs to be a two-state solution. Well, obviously. But you can't just go in and lay that on top of centuries of abuse of people who are in that situation. And it's not saying that it hasn't happened to, uh, to the Jews. Of course, it's happening. It's, it's all over the place. Can't find the blame for anything. You can find people to blame. But you can't find the fundamental blame. And to to go in there and try to find out some way to fix the surface of something that is sitting on just layer after layer after layer of fighting and warfare, war and peace, war and peace, war and peace. It's just you know. Occasionally, they you even hear politicians or news reports say, "Well, we have to fix this so it never happens again." It's just a it's like saying, this is how stupid I am, thinking that we can do this in such a way that we're going to control dependent origination. You cannot control this. This is a this is a stick of dynamite that has been exploding for centuries and centuries and centuries. But what you can do is train your mind so you don't add your unexamined aggression onto everything else, like some people are doing in the name of what truth or in the name of righteousness or in the name of, in the name of, in the name of. It's not that you can't do something there, but make sure that you're you're that you're responsible for your own emotions, so that the the what comes up in you, the grief that comes up in you, the sadness, heartbreak of seeing these, especially all the children, but anyone anyone who's crushed under, you just use your imagination a little bit to imagine what it must be like for not only a small child but anyone. An old person to be have a building fall on you and have so much weight that it, it, it would be good if you were killed. But what if you're alive under that for weeks or three days? Horrible torture, horrible, horrible suffering. And the people who are causing this are justifying it with their stories, which have a relative truth to them. But they're not going to listen to me. I, I would say, turn around and face the wall. Find out who you are. And stop taking your your masquerade of a human being, of a human mind, of being right and wrong into the world and destroy, helping to destroy it based on you're right and they're wrong. You're a good guy. Those are evil people have to be killed. There, isn't, there, are no, there are no evil people, even though some of them do a good job of showing up that way. But they need to be considered, too, because if, because if you don't consider them, if you just fight with them and you don't meet someone in their confusion, there, there never will be a... Oh. This uh, ball of dirt with people communicating, cooperating, collaborating. 
Well, it, is, it is horrible. And the last thing I'd say, and then I'm happy to respond or to uh, hear another question if you have, that as you, we've known each other a long time, and I say, I'm not saying turn the TV off. I'm saying listen to this. Listen and listen, watch, observe, receive it as much as you can. Don't overdose on it. Some people can take five minutes and that's it. And some people can take longer. And then watch the way you take a position. Don't stop. I'm not saying don't take a position on anything. I'm saying be aware of how you or how I get really upset about someone saying this or doing that. Just watch that. Please do it with awareness. Awareness, awareness is rules. If anything, rules at all has to be awareness. And it's not a set of rules. It's not even a standard. It's just fundamental generosity. You give your attention to everything. How do you do that? You start with your own mind. Sit down and stop disagreeing, disrespecting that which you have no say so about. Be respectful to this so that you, if there's a possibility you might be able to help others who are at war with themselves and tend to turn that on to others and hurt other people because they can't work with this. You need to work with this in yourself. This is the Gaza. This is the Gaza Strip. Hmm. Further question, Will, or comment? Um, I think I think you addressed it, which was the um, the catching and the awareness of the blame and how it it gets to a point where it's completely deflated, even the blame. Yes. yes. So is that? I would imagine that is part of breaking that cycle of. Yes. Just observe it. And be responsible for your react for your actions. In other words, they're your feelings. Nobody's dumped a load of of uh, emotions and feelings in you. That's that's a misunderstanding. If you think someone causes how you feel, but we do it. People do it all the time. I work with people all the time, every day, who are blaming others for how they feel. Might not be able to stop doing that, but if you're really aware of it, it tends to slow down quite a bit. Go ahead, Will. How, how do I not go to war with the intense emotions that I feel when I'm looking around and observe observe the warfare that you that you can't stop? If you're observing, there's not a lot of warfare coming out of you. But if you're doubling up your fist and doing this, or if you've got your vocal cords hooked up and you're scolding, then you're then you're taking whatever you feel and you're pushing it on others. So you have to witness that to some extent. You might have to be a little embarrassed at how much you're doing that for a while. But spending time in front of the wall, is that's how that blade gets sharpened. A lot of time where you're doing nothing, just practicing, receiving, receiving. So you can, you can receive the chaos in your neighborhood, the chaos in your own mind, and the chaos in the, in the world. In Gaza, all of that is in our mind. It's it's uh, it gets we kind of get hyperventilated when we see physical situations over there. Which because everybody has uh, cameras on their phones these days, we're seeing quite a bit more than we would have thirty years ago. Thank you. Thank you. One more question, Jishin. Do you have a final question? How does how does uh, one who awakes 
save others. How does, how does one who awakes what? Awakens? Awakens, yes. Save others. So um, the intention on the path is to do that because there's vividly other people that are there. But the realization, when the realization, if, there, if a realization does happen in that consciousness, which is a non-occurrence because it isn't something that happens, it's more like something stops happening, you stop covering it up. And you see that you are in reality. And you see there never were any separate beings to say, but you have to have this intention before you will see that. And if you see that, it is not a conclusion. As long as there's a human form, you are still going to be showered with the suffering of the world. You can't help it. Or the way Avalokiteshvara looked down, the sound observer looked down and heard the cries of the world. You have to receive those cries, even though they're an illusion. Receive them anyway. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hi, this is Chiazan, the prior at Sokokoji Buddhist Monastery. Sokozan offers these talks without expecting anything in return. If you value these talks and would like them to continue, please visit our donate page at www.sokokoji.org. Thank you.